welcome to another C3 Church Rockingham podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au. Awesome. Well, as many of you know, we have commenced a series last week, uh, our series called Fit for Life. And it's about being spiritually and physically and soulish healthy. God wants to minister to us both spirit, soul and body. And we're going to start off with 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 to 24. I'm going to read from the message paraphrase. It says, May God Himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole, put you together, spirit, soul and body and keep you fit for the coming of our Master, Jesus Christ. The One who called you is completely dependable. If He said it, He'll do it. That's a powerful passage of Scripture. God is telling us that He wants us to be holy and whole, fit for the Kingdom of God. And so this month also is the Mental Health Awareness Month, as most of us are aware of. And it's particularly important for all of us because I don't think there's not one person that's not been affected by mental health issues. Either we have we know someone or we've walked through with someone or we have a family member or maybe we ourselves uh, have mental health issues or have gone through some uh, circumstantial situations where it has affected our health. So for me, generally, um, you know, I've, I'm, I've been quite measured in that, in that area. But I wanna tell you, it doesn't mean that I have not been affected because then came menopause. Now I've been measured most of the time, even whilst raising teenagers, they're all growing up now, thank God, and they all love the Lord and all that. But even whilst raising teenagers, I've been quite measured. But then menopause came along and that changed everything. My emotions uh, were affected in many ways. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And the truth is there has been times when I've been emotionally fragile. I've been depleted in my emotions. So depression is thinking of the past all the time, your past bad experiences. Anxiety is thinking of your future, having fear of your future. But how many of us know that God wants to heal our past? He wants to reconcile our present and He wants to release us into our future. And so I've made the title of this this word, this message, if you're taking notes, Positive Emotions. God wants to empower your emotions. You know, we are, we are in motion. Our life is in motion all the time. And just like Linda, how good was that? How good was that practical tip? Linda, you and I are exactly the same. When everything else around us is organised, we feel organised within. But I wanna give you some practical disciplines to build the best you. Because we are continually growing. We are continually being built line upon line, precept upon precept. So these lifestyle disciplines are to lead your life, not it to lead you. We've got to lead our heart, not let it lead us. And so we understand that you are a three-part being. You are a spirit, you are a soul, and you are a body. You are a spirit. That's where God dwells in your spirit, man. You are a soul. That's where your mind, your intellect, your will and emotions take place. You are a body. It houses your spirit and your soul. 
and your heart is where your spirit and soul meets. So in order for us to be healthy, wealthy and wise or stronger, leaner and wiser, we gotta focus on our three-part being if we wanna be completely healthy. And how many of us know that whatever you preach on, you get tested on? So I've had some physical challenges this week and I'm standing here in faith this morning. So I need you to help me this morning. I need you to lean in. And if anything I say, anything that, that you agree on, it'd be nice to get a bit of a response, don't you reckon? Great, thank you. So you're with me? We're doing this together this morning, right? Okay, so I have this wonderful watch. It's a fantastic watch. It's called an iWatch. It tells me what my movements are like, how long I've been standing, how long I've been exercising, how many calories I burn. It tells me a lot of things. It tracks and records everything that I do. Also, um, I'm able to hear the Bible on, on my phone. I can listen to podcasts. Even tells me a time to breathe, deep breathe. Time, tells me it's time to stand. Tells me a lot of things. It's absolutely wonderful. It helps me get the right perspective on what my day actually looks like, not what I want it to look like. Because our, our intentions are good, but it's actually what you do every day that really matters, right? But what I have to do is I have to put on charge overnight because I use it so much, it actually needs to be charged up. And so this watch is really handy. It tells me at times to check your rings or you can do it, you can go for it. You, you still have time to finish and close the rings. The rings are the circles. It tells me how long I've been doing my exercises, how long I've been moving, how long I've been standing. Also tells me, and it shows me how Claude's doing because I can actually track Claude's progress. <laughs> and um, it's not a competition or anything, but <laughs> but how many calories we burn a day? We're always looking at how many calories we burn a day. The aim is to close the three rings. Now here's something to think about. If you are a three-part being, and your three-part being was being tracked every day, how fit would you be? How fit would your spirit be? How fit would your soul be? And how fit would your body be? Because this tells me about my body, but how fit would the rest of you be? Because what you do every day in these areas of your life will determine how fit you are and where your destination goes. So we've got to start by this one thing. We've got to start by having a healthy vision for our life. If you don't have a healthy vision for your life, you are not going anywhere. See, when your mind is unsurrendered, your vision is impaired. There is such thing as to be skinny fat. You can be skinny on the outside, but you can have fat around all your organs. But God wants us to be, He wants us to be, us to be healthy from the inside out. And that's also having a, a good vision, healthy vision of your life on the inside. Likewise, it's impossible to be healthy without having a healthy, positive vision of your life. See, the aim is to be healthy from the inside out, not from the outside in. Now, I learnt this because for me, it was all about the scales, how much I weighed on the scales. And my husband would say to me, Carolyn, don't look at the scales. Don't look at the scales because you're actually putting muscle on and, you know, 
How many of you know that muscle weighs more than fat or it's denser? That's what it is. I said, yeah, but I still, wanna, I still want the scales to look less. He says, no, 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 you just gotta watch your muscle tone. And that's the same with us. If we don't have a good muscle, if we don't have a healthy vision on the inside of us, it doesn't matter how good we look on the outside. It doesn't matter. We've got to have a healthy image of ourselves on the inside. So Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no clear prophetic vision, people uh, quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the Word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. Heaven's bliss fills your soul. In other words, where there is no vision that you were created to have a growing personal relationship with your Creator, your inner being withers and dies. Where there is no vision for a godly family, you have 50% chance of ending up divorced. Where there is no vision that your body is the temple of God's Spirit, property on loan from Him, your physical health slips away. Where there is no vision for a financially wise lifestyle, you can live in the richest country on earth and still be drowning in debt. Where there is no vision for meaningful work, people live for five o'clock. They really just exist. Their goal is to survive, to pay bills, stay married, keep the kids out of jail. But you and I were created for so much more than this. So much more. Jesus said in John 10.10, that's a thief's purpose to come to steal, kill and destroy. We forget that sometimes. It's the thief's purpose. But Jesus says, I've come to give you a rich and satisfying life, a life more abundantly. Paul prayed this in John in 3 John 1, 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and in health, just as your soul prospers. God wants us to prosper in all three areas of our life. Don't let anyone lie to you about that. He wants you to prosper in every area of your life. And this is only possible through the power of your everyday disciplines. And it's important for us to keep track of those things. Otherwise, what we intend for it doesn't necessarily happen. So the first thing we've got to do is connect with God's connect with the God's power source every day. If we really want to live this best life, we've got to connect with His power source. And I'm going to read John 15. I'm going to read a bit of Scripture this morning. Is that okay? We're in the house of God, right? And it's not me speaking, it's God speaking. John 15, 4, 8. So you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live for life intimately joined to mine. I am the sprouting vine and you are my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. If a person is separated from me, he is discarded and such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire to be burned. But, say but. But if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. 
When your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my Father. How powerful is that? Jesus said, if you live in life union with me and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. If you live intimately, joined to Him, if you remain in Him, then whatever you ask or desire, He will do for you. See, it's important that we understand that our power source comes from Him. And you know, when your emotions are in a mess, I have found this, that my devotion must remain. When our emotions are in a mess, a mess our devotion to staying connected to the vine, staying connected to the power source must remain. That means we run to the house of God, not run away from the house of God. Because when our emotions are a mess, we sort of say, am I gonna go to church or am I not gonna go to church? That's when you know you need to go to church. That's when you know you need to go to your connect group because you need to be around people. That's when you know you need to go to the Word because that's where your source of supply comes from. That's when you know you need to go to God. Even when you don't feel Him, even though you don't sense Him, your spirit man is acknowledging Him. See, burnout has become an epidemic. We live in a culture that's constantly looking for quick fixes to get more energy. And according to recent uh, to a recent article, fifty sorry fifty six percent of people are either exhausted, tired, worn out, and burnt out. And you know we will use just about anything to get a lift. Anything, we'll use double espressos to get a lift. We'll get pre workout drinks to get a lift, to get that little bit more energy. We'll even get energy drinks to get a lift. We'll do it just about anything to get that little bit more energy. Yet we have just about everything we need in our homes and in our life to make life easier. We've got microwaves, we've got washing machines. Come on, some of you are saying back in my days. <laughs> we've got vacuum cleaners, we've got cars, we've got phones, we've got just about everything we need to make life easier. We've got thermomixers. <laughs> we've got so many things to make our life easier. Yet why is it that we're feeling like we get burnt out all the time and we need more energy? Burnout has become an epidemic and it needs to be addressed from a holistic approach. See, the antidote to burnout is the power of Christ, His strength, His energy, and it rests upon us. Isaiah says that those who wait upon the Lord shall get renewed strength. They shall get new strength. That's when we can wake up in the morning with energy back in our lives, where we sense an excitement and that we can face a new day knowing that our power source comes from Him, that every day when we wake up, we get new strength. Where we're sensing that the day has, this day has never been lived before. Do you realise that every day you wake up, you, can, you, you actually know that this day has never been lived before. And yet how many of us have wasted days? But this day has never been lived before and we can't do this day without renewed strength. See, all creation is filled with renewable energy. Rivers are always producing energy. 
From the sun, we get solar energy. The earth is moving and rotating around the sun, creating the days, the seasons and the years. So if all creation is filled with renewable energy, why wouldn't God give us renewable energy? The the truth is He has. We can wait upon Him and get that renewed energy every day. It's connecting with God's power source every day. But what we have to do is we have to stop the energy leaks. Say energy leaks. We need to get rid of the energy draining emotions out of our life. The negative emotions will literally sap your energy. It's like a battery. Have you ever had your phone and the battery's gone out by the, before the end, end of the day? That's an energy leak because we've used up all our energy. So here's the energy leaks. Worry. Worry will sap your energy. The word for worry is an old English word that means to choke slowly until we choke the life out of an individual. Wow. That's why Jesus says, don't worry, be anxious for nothing. Worry runs in the background, just like the applications on your phone. Anger is another draining emotion that keeps you thinking wrong things about people or situations, dwelling on the worst instead of the best. These are all energy leaks. Resentment makes you replay that hurt or that disappointment you have experienced repeatedly in the background of your mind. Others like unforgiveness and bitterness will consume life and always lead to burnout. And so we don't always notice these energy leaks at first. It's like getting an abscess. You know there's an abscess there because it starts hurting, but initially starts with a cavity and you don't even know the cavity's there until it gets bigger and it becomes an abscess. But what we've got to do is go before God every day and bring those things that can bring energy leaks to us and reflect and repent and ask God to forgive us so we can be re-energised in Him. Say Amen to that. So we've got to daily remove these energy leaks. It's just like us having a shower or bathing every day, brushing our teeth every day. There's toxins. There's toxins on us. There's debris on us. And so for all of us, we need to go before God and get rid of those toxins, get rid of those energy, get bathed in God and get a fresh perspective on what the situation's all about. We need to detoxify our mental and emotional toxins in our mind. And it doesn't take long, five to 10 minutes a day at the most. And if you don't do this, it'll continue to start to build up and build up until burnout or get worn out or tired comes upon you. Instead of burnout, we actually need to burn up. We need the power of God in our lives. We need to set ourselves on fire. And that's what happens when you spend time with Him. When you wait on Him, you get this renewed strength and His purifying fire comes upon us. Isaiah 4, 40, 29 says, He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. So every day, building a healthy you Number one, we've got to connect to the power source. Number two, track your read and responses. Instead of the Word reading you, instead of reading the Word, let the Word read you. 
so we can exercise right responses. Now, how many of us have said this or thought this? I wish I had responded better in that situation. You've gone away and you thought, you know, I could have, that, that didn't come out right. I have a habit of doing that. My family make fun of me because I don't always, I, I mean something, but it comes out wrong. Have you, have you ever done that? But you, you think, you, you're trying to think, you're actually thinking the right thing, but it comes out wrong. But it's actually what this is all about, I really wanna talk about, is about taking responsibility for our emotions. Oh, but Carolyn, you don't understand. I'm just passionate. You know, yeah, but you don't understand. That's just who I am. No, we can actually take responsibility for our emotions. God wants us to be emotionally mature, emotionally intelligent. That doesn't mean we ignore our emotions. Our emotions were given to us for a reason, but they do need to be, they do need to become submitted under Him. Peter Scazzaro said this, emotional health and spiritual maturity are inseparable. It is not possible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. In other words, we just need to grow up in that area. We can be spiritually mature, but unless we're emotionally mature, we're not really spiritually mature. We think we are. Romans 12, 1, 2 says, Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvellous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God, to be His sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights His heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation on how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. See, our proper response to God's mercies is to have a reformation on actually how we think, to discern God's will so we can live this beautiful and satisfying life. You know, I grew up uh, in church life when I first started to get um, discipled. I was told that a Proverbs a day keeps the devil away. Anyone heard that before? And it's so true because because Proverbs is full of wisdom. It, it's full of wisdom. And what we need more is wisdom and understanding for our daily lives. Proverbs 4, 7 says, Therefore get wisdom and in all you're getting, get understanding. See, the true mark of maturity is when someone hurts you, you try to understand why they're doing what they're doing instead of hurting them back. We must first seek to understand in order to be understood. The problem is though, we see things as we are, not as they are. And it's generally because it's based upon our experiences in our lives on the way we were brought up or bad experiences in our past or our circumstances that, uh, that, can, that can actually shift the way we think. So we gotta check our read on things. Because what your emotions are saying and what you're thinking, you gotta actually check your read and say, is this in line with what God says about the situation? 
We got a multi, we got, there's multiple ways we can read our situation. And so I'm um, gonna give you three things that colour the way we read things, the way we see things. Three things here this morning. The first one is we got our, we've got to check our emotional state. How many of us know that our emotions can play tricks on us? Depending on where we're at and how we're feeling. And when that happens, I use the HALT principle. Anyone heard of the HALT principle? When you're hungry, angry, lonely or tired, it's important that you check your emotional state. Anyone been hangry before? You're hungry? Yeah, yeah, I've just had Ben point at the pregnant woman here. <laughs> Anyone been hangry before? It's not a time to make a big decision or say things that you don't really wanna be saying, right? What about when you're angry? When you are angry? When you're angry, um, it's okay to be angry, but sin not. That's when you just gotta zip your lip, sleep on it and wait a while until you get a right perspective of things. What about when you're lonely? You know, when you're lonely, don't be looking at social media. You start feeling rejected, seeing everyone's having a wonderful time and you've got no friends. Just recognise that social media is not the time to look at it when you're lonely, right? Everyone's having, everyone's got friends. Oh, look at that. I wasn't invited. Come on, I'm sure you've thought of that. Oh, why wasn't I invited to that? That's not the time to do that. Or when you're tired. You know, I have this, uh, my, my family know that at night time, I'm very tired. I'm up early in the morning and it's an opportunity for me to get a little bit annoyed at my family when I'm tired at night and I see that everything's in a mess in my home and they'll say, we'll clean it up, don't worry, just go to bed and and that's why exactly what I have to do. Otherwise, there's the, the Italian, you know, the Italian comes out of me, um, the Italian genes come out of me and I get very passionate. <laughs> but I recognise it's my vulnerability in those times. When I'm tired, I can get a little bit angry and a little bit annoyed with, with situations. And things are so much better when I wake up in the morning. No, it's not cleaned up. <laughs> but I have, a, I have a right attitude about cleaning it up after my family. <laughs> Hungry, angry, lonely or tired, don't make big decisions and remember they are an emotion and you can control that. It doesn't matter what anyone else has done, we must take ownership of our own responses. Learn to rule our emotions or it ruins our relationships. Number two, check our internal voice. Now I think I mentioned a little bit about that before, about having a healthy self-image of yourself. See, the way you see yourself affects everything. It also affects the way you see others as well. In Numbers 13, 33, we read the story about the 10 spies who went out to spy the promised land and only two came back with a good report. And this is what they said. We were like grasshoppers, the other eight. We were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. See, the majority of people sometimes in their thinking feel like they're insignificant. 
But God wants you to know that you are significant in His eyes and you've got to see yourself the way God sees you. You've got to see yourself the way God sees you in the sense that you are anointed, appointed for such a time as this. You have everything you need on the inside of you. You've got the hope of glory on the inside of you. You are beautifully and wonderfully made in His sight. You've got to see yourself the way God sees you. Our thinking is as loud as our speaking in heaven. And what you are thinking is where you are going. So where are you going in your thinking? Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The good news is we can change our thinking. And your mouth is the most creative muscle of all. And the way you can change your thinking is by creating it with the mouth by speaking the words over your life. I have found when I speak the Word out, I speak it back to me. I speak it to the situation. I speak it to God, I also speak it to the devil. So when you're speaking, you're creating and it's affecting four areas of your life. And so it's important we understand the way you see yourself, that is where you're going. So it's important for us to change the way we're thinking if we're thinking wrong about ourselves. Number three, check your friendship circle. Proverbs 8.1 says, Unfriendly people care only about themselves. They lash out at common sense. I found that common sense is not that common. And if you want to be a friend, if you want friends, you actually got to be a friend. And so in that sense, it's not about isolating yourself. We're not islands here. We're called to do community. We're called to do people. We're called to do relationships. And isolation will just cause you to insulate. And that's not what we're called to do. It won't help your emotional state. It won't help you as a tripart being. It's important for us to surround ourselves that are people of like-minded, but also people that are bigger than us and not be intimidated by that. You grow by being around people. And so with that, we've got to understand that the only way we're going to grow is not with people that think exactly like us. So if you're down on yourself and you've got someone else that's down on themselves, it's not going to help you. You've got to be able to help, you've got to be with people that are going to build you and, and be bigger than you and help you because we understand that bad company corrupts good character. So we've got to be growing all the time. We've got to be pro the body of Christ. We've got to be pro unity. We've got to be pro grace. We've got to be pro love, pro connecting to the community of faith. And we've got to believe the best and pray the rest when it comes to situations. Amen. Are you getting something? Quick recap here. Every day to build a healthy you, connect with God's power source. Number two, track your read on things and responses. It's important that we track our read on what we're thinking and our responses on situations. And lastly, number three, reject the lies of the enemy. It's very important that we do that. Every day we have a choice to say, not today, devil. Come on, let's all say it together. Not today, devil. Not today, because he's the one that comes to steal, 
kill and destroy. Now, not everything is spiritual warfare. Not everything is spiritual. Sometimes it's us. It's like looking in a cracked mirror. Sometimes we are fighting enemies in our own head that we've created ourselves, that we've distorted ourselves. But there are times where there are, there are unseen forces that, that come against us. And the strategy of the enemy is always the same. He wants to project the spirit of fear onto you because he wants to attack our faith. Or he wants to project... He wants to protect the spirit of rejection so He can attack your identity. And so the two things that God has given us, faith and our, own, our identity in Him. And I'm reminded in 2 Timothy 1.7 where it says, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Say sound mind. So in order for us to do that, we've got to switch on faith. We've got to switch on our faith because fear and worry just comes without thinking. But we've got to switch on faith to overcome those situations. And Ephesians 6, 10, 20 says that we've got to put on the whole armour of God. That means having the helmet of salvation. We've got to have our helmet of salvation. We've got to remember what Jesus came and did for us. We've got to have the breastplate of righteousness. We've got the belt of truth. We've got our feet shod with, got feet shod with the gospel of peace. But every day we've got to take up the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit. In fact, it's, 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 actually, it's actually putting on and pulling down. Because in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, he says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So for all of us, it's putting on and pulling down, pulling down all those things that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So we've got to catch our thoughts before it catches us. And that's the power of everyday disciplines if we want the best us for everyday life. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank You for Your Word. And today, Lord, God, we understand that You've made us a triune being. And God, that You want us to be fit and healthy in every area of our life. And we know the greatest battlefield is in the area of our mind. And so Lord, I ask today that as we've heard Your Word, God, that You would show us those areas in our life where we need to work on, whether it's our emotional state, where it's our internal voice, or maybe our circle of friendships, Lord, that You would help us in these things so we can be the best us for you and for our family and in our own lives. In Jesus' Name, Amen. This is the end of the podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au or call us on 9524 5055.